Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Hey, welcome to another episode of Concerts That Made Us. I'm your host, Brian, and before we get into this week's episode, the answer to last week's music trivia question was, of course, Bob Dylan. Now, for this week's music trivia question, which famous band started out as a backing band for Linda Ronstadt? And we've got another five-star review. Five stars. This is genius. Love the concept and they do a great job. This was left by Wise County on iTunes. And don't forget, if you leave a 5 star review, it will be read out on the show. Now, for this week's episode, my guest is Rio from Made to Rise. Made to Rise are an absolutely amazing band. I can't wait for you to hear their music and hear this episode. So, without further ado... Let's get on with the show. Yeah. 
Rio, you're very welcome to concerts that made us. Thank you, man. Appreciate you uh, having us here. I'm delighted to have you. I'm delighted to have you. I just noticed, actually, for any of the people that can't see, you have a pretty cool hat on. It, uh, oh, absolutely, brother. has a shamrock. You're obviously getting ready for uh, Paddy's Day next week, are you? I'm Irish to the core, man. Can you tell? <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. You should be at home on the podcast, so. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, we got the fighting Irish here, college football team. I've been fans of them since I was like five years old. So there's there's uh, there's green and gold and blue and gold all in the house. We're all Irish fans. Oh, so it, so it's nice to be uh, nice to be talking to you in Ireland. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So we opened the show with your song "The End." Do you want to tell us a bit about it? Yeah, I wanted to make this, and uh, just kind of loved uh, Joey's voice. Joey has a nice. Um, Man, he sounds like Michael Jackson and doing Michael Jackson kind of sound in a rock style uh, kind of threw me for a loop, but it worked. Uh, reached out, contacted him and said, hey, man, we've got uh, we're coming up with a concept of a song right now. And will you be willing to be featured on the track? And he he jumped at the chance and we were happy that he took it up. And then after that, man, uh, me and Joey from Varsity collaborated lyrically. Uh, he's got the pretty parts, and then I come in with the gravelly voice, and then I try to do a little bit in the background um, where I get kind of pretty myself. It hits some highs, and uh, I think it just kind of melted in together. The mix was nice, and uh, it's a hard-hitting – it is what it is. It's going to make the world shake when you hear it. And there's a couple of drops in there that um, <clears throat> if you've got uh, – you got old Uncle Bob sitting around and he's got some hearing aids, you probably want to tell him to turn it down because he's gonna, I mean, he's gonna be scrambled before it's over with. It's gonna shake you. Yeah, yeah, it is a great song. And I love the comparison to Michael Jackson. It's not something you hear every day in the hard rock world. No, it it was uh, like I said, it threw me for a loop, you know, and he's got this voice that just kind of works for him, and uh, and then he can get really gritty and really nasty. Uh, when he needs to bring some strength and power. So I was like, you know what? I'm always, I want to be able to do that, but I know that I really can't do it that well. <laughs> so, you know, when you know your limitations, it's easier to look outside the box for somebody that can uh, that can lend a hand. So, you know, we're happy to have Joey on the track and the boys from Varsity. We'll be doing, jumping on a show with them uh, in June. So, you know, it's pretty exciting uh, to be able to make a song with these guys. And then uh, and then now we're going to play it together. So that's that's pretty awesome. But yeah, man, it we're we're proud of it. I mean, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's everything that we wanted it to be. It turned out pretty well, and I mean, it like I said, it, there's some drops in there that just I'm still, even though we created, I still like I'm like I can't believe I listened to it as a fan, and I'm like, man, that's sick. So yeah, it's fucking banging. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you know you're doing something right if you want to listen to your own music as a fan and you're amazed by it. How has the reaction to it been? Oh man, when we play it live, like I said, when it comes in, I mean, they, they, you can see them rocking to the show, to, to the song, the crowd's loving it. And then when the drop hits, eyes open up, it's just an immediate, like, holy shit, did that just happen? And then right when they, you know, discover that what is filling inside them, it really happened to them. Uh, we hit them again with another drop right after it. So it's, it's just a double punch in your, it's, we, we just call it, you know, uh, couple dick punches huh? <laughs> that's uh that's definitely a term i haven't heard before in regards <laughs> to a song <laughs> and 
you guys released an album last year, Epidemic. Yeah. What, what was it like releasing an album in the middle of the pandemic? It must have been kind of scary, was it? Oh, it absolutely was for us. But it also gave us an opportunity to do it. Um, prior to us being uh, rebranding ourselves as Made to Rise, we were a band called Madison Rising which um, I came in late after the creation of that band. And uh, they, that band got kind of pigeonholed because of, of what they uh, wrote about prior to me coming in. And then um, once the pandemic hit, unfortunately, we lost a founding member uh, to a heart attack. So when he, he passed away, uh, gave us an opportunity to reflect, do some um, like introspective looks. And, uh, and we said, you know what, we want to keep doing this. Um, but we kind of want to do it in a different manner. We want to come out and just, uh, you know, we want to create some heavier stuff. We want to get um, a more modern sound. And uh, so we brought in a, a guitarist that um, we had worked with before that was just, you know, he could hear something. And then as he's hearing it, the whole track creates in his head. And it's like, it's kind of amazing because he could hear all the parts already. And then when you add part, it's it's just that much better. So we brought in Tracy. Tracy started producing some stuff for us. And uh, and once it took off, we were like, you know what? This is an opportunity while we're sitting here um, to step back, create how we want to create, get as heavy as we want to. Give them a little piece while we're going to start doing a full length, which we're in the process of doing now, where the end we're gonna is going to uh, fall on the full length that's uh, tentatively named Anomaly. So when Anomaly hits, it's going to be a full length that we've been working on. And the pandemic gave us an opportunity to give everybody a taste of us as the new name, the new brand, the new uh, new type of bands. So it's like we're, we've been cooking in the kitchen for you know a decade now, and now we've decided we're gonna we're gonna make some soul food. So we're gonna get heavy with it, bring out some hot sauce and uh, burn some lips because i mean we want to melt faces with what we're creating now you know we've done some power ballads and we've done all that good stuff and uh and now we're just going heavy and uh you know we're just gonna have a good time with it. so the pandemic kind of helped us out and now um yeah now we've just uh we've just been creating so much stuff that uh you know we're ready to put out that that second sophomore album that we feel like is going to be better than the first album was. <laughs> That must have been a very challenging time and a, a very difficult choice to rebrand, you know, and start doing something a bit heavier, as you said. Were you scared that, you know, for an established band that has fans already, moving them fans over to the new sound, or were you scared you might lose or alienate some fans? Uh, we felt like we were going to lose some. Yeah, and and we were, you know, we we sat down as a group. We've been, we, we've known each other for, for years now and, and, uh, you know, fortunately, as you can see right here, there's there's some age to us. You know, we're kind of long in the tooth. So we've all got families and we all sat down and we said, hey, what's our next step? Do we go our separate ways and, and, and create music on our own or what do we do? And um, as we sat down and, and really kind of spoke over the table, um, we decided that we were going to we we're going to rebrand. We're going to keep something kind of a familiar name. So um, we kind of pay respects to to our uh, the, our lost member. Um, and, um, you know, then we said, how do we want to continue? Um, and in that we were like, you know, what, we're, we're, I'm a fan, I'm a music fan. I'm a hard rock fan. I'm that, I'm that new, you know, I, I love the old bands like Slayer, Megadeth and, 
you know, all that. <clears throat> but I'm a I'm a new kind of guy band. You know, I like Bring Me the Horizon, I Prevail, Bad mm. Omens. You know, I like that gritty, that and that whole I love that genre. So we, when we sat down and talked about it, I said, man, let's let's go in that direction. Let's let's really bring some heavy. Let's open the pit up and, mm. and do some stuff that we haven't done before or we've touched a little bit of. And then I said, let's let's make that primarily what we want to do. When, because everybody kind of likes to get, you know, an elbow here and there to the face, you know, when you get out there. So we're like, you know, let's let's do that. And uh, and they all kind of agreed. And, and we all smiled and laughed and said, you know what? These old bones got we got a little <laughs> bit more time before, you know, we all geriatrics. But, um, so we said, you know, let's show these young cats that, that these old, old long tooth dudes can do it, too. There's a reason why we got old and we got beards because we can last them. And we knew that we were going to lose some fans for it. Uh, but we know it, um, we also know that we're going to gain some. So, you know, with what we got on the horizon now. Uh, we know we're going to pick up fans. So if if a fan, a casual fan, can't um, handle the transition that bands have to do in order to grow, mm. um, you know, we hate to lose you, but we also would like you to come on this journey with us. But if you decide, it's not going to be us deciding. If you decide to step off this journey away from us, then uh, we'll be glad to reach out and, and pull somebody else on the path. Yeah, yeah. I guess you'd want to be pretty hardcore now to, to walk away from a band, your favorite band when they change direction. You know, I imagine like 99% of fans would stick with you, you know? Yeah. I, so far, the ones that have, have gravitated uh, away from us. Um, I mean, I don't think that we've lost that many. I really don't. We, we still interact with the people that we've you know, constantly interacted over the years with. And, um, and, so we don't really see that we've lost band, like like uh, any of the fans really, but we're you know but we're more excited not we're excited for the fans that we have now because they they stay with us they root us on and they provide us the ability to keep doing this and they are enjoying the music that we bring and then we're excited about the new fans that uh, that we ha- haven't touched yet they haven't seen us and then uh, and then when we get in front of their faces they're you know watching them kind of uh, with that who the fuck are these guys look and about halfway through the set they're like fuck who are these dudes <laughs> that kind of stuff you know yeah yeah and i've heard that you guys have the most loyal fan base for any band out there as a band how do you go about building such a loyal fan base I, I think it's the meaning uh, behind some of the the lyrics. You know, um, we've wrote for people that have, feel like they're not been heard. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and they've kind of latched on to that. And and we interact with the fans. I mean, if 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 somebody's you know you watch the Zoom interview and you want to reach out to me, you, all you got to do it's easy to find me. I'm on every social media, app and and all you got to do is just send that message. I, that's what I do. If I don't interact with you, then, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't pay someone else, uh, a publicist or an AR guy, or a social media person to, to make all the uh, conversations for me. So it's like, I want to reach out to you. If you reach out to me and we talk, then, then you're talking directly to me. And I think the fans, um, they appreciate that. And over the years, um, you know, the word of, of how, how interactive are they, how accessible are they? And, uh, I think that's kind of built them as becoming, um, 
fans and friends and and they feel it you know they feel like we care about them and we sing them we sing about them so uh, with that i think that makes it kind of easy for them to be loyal to us yeah yeah you guys you touched on a couple of things there you apart from being accessible you seem real and genuine you know you're one of them bands that as you said you're accessible easy to get in touch with but overall you're real you're genuine there's no bullshit there's no you know it's like you guys genuinely care about your fans you're not in it just for the fame or the money you know yeah that, you know the, there's a saying there's not the saying is there's no money in rock music <clears throat> and you know what you're damn straight the fact <laughs> is we're as blue collar as you are you know we're as blue collar as a guy that's a welder you know in the shipyard mm. and and we're not going to go anywhere where we're big time and people like, oh, look at us. We're rock stars. We're, you know, we're behind the gate. Look at us. We don't mm. do that. We don't hide from you. We don't try to make it a persona that we're like some kind of mystic creature that, you know, we're a unicorn that, that down there. I will for you guys. We're like leprechaun that people are looking for. You know what I mean? We don't play, we don't play that. We, we know our value, but we also know where we stand and we know that, that we have to, um, we have to make sure that people don't see us as something that we're not, because um, when you build yourself up that way, it's easier to knock you down, you know? So if you, what you see out of me is what you're going to get, man. If I'm, if I'm backstage uh, having a beer and, 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 and I see you up there and you're like, Hey, you know, throwing, throwing a sign up and you know whatever I'm coming over there. We're talking and, and hell, we might all be having a beer backstage. You know, it's that kind of thing. You know, I feel like if you, if you, if you pretend and you put a persona on that's not you, it's easy to find that, you know, it's easy to look behind that mask. It's easy to see it. And then yeah. you're like, Man, they aren't who we thought we were. And then that's when people start turning their back on you. And that's, you know, that's something that I don't want to ever fall trapped to is, is to be um, put on a pedestal and then, um, or allow myself to climb up on that pedestal and then have an easier target to pull me down. It's like, I like to drink. I like, I like to drink. I like to look at tits. I like to play music and that's me. That's what you're going to get. That's what I'm going to be doing all the time. That's all. I, that's, that's what we do as a band. We just have a good time. And, uh, and, uh, and what you see is what you get, man. We're as real as it comes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. So moving on back in 2019, you guys won a very special award. Can you yeah. tell us a bit about it? Yeah, we won an award called the, uh, the like for I mean I can't even remember exactly the name of the award, but it was a Josie Music Award. It's an independent music award here in the United States. It's one of the largest um, uh, independent music awards. We won it for our con contribution to the patriotic community, and in that uh, Madison Rising prior to uh, did a remake of the national anthem of our star spangled banner that's a heavy rock version and uh if you're a military individual uh like myself i retired from the air force master sergeant united states air force ammo for 20 years and then i knew of madison rising through their rendition of the star spangled banner in that process we had worked with a lot of um uh, like military groups uh people who support the military uh and then the uh like the anti-suicide, the 22 awareness kind of guys, those individuals that are trying to help um, vets. So we've 
I've played a lot of shows for them specifically. We've written some songs um, off of their experiences. Uh, I've written some songs off of my experiences that these guys can attribute uh, or, or they can uh, latch onto because they've been in the same kind of uh, areas. They've been in the same battles, you know, with, where I've been. So it, it kind of makes it that connection. And then we were nominated. I don't know how we got nominated, but that was really cool. And then we were told that we won the award. And um, so that was that means a lot to us because of the community that we support. Um, mm. But now, you know, we don't we unfortunately, we don't want to be pigeonholed. To, like, that's the only people that we speak for. It's like our words. Um, usually you write from your own experiences or things around you. So, um, you know, that's where I, you know, when I write lyrics, that's, you know, I go into what my experiences are, but I actually, I try to write them in an anomalous way to where you can um, apply those. You know, there's a song that we did called Thousand Miles that that sounds like a, it's a power ballad song. It sounds like a love song and, um, and it is a love song really, but it's not about, a, uh, you know, a couple or uh, someone missing his, his lady or, or vice versa. It's, it's about missing the, um, the whole environment of of the theater of war. You know, when you go over and you come back home, you're not exactly home. You're always missing what's going on over there. It's like it's like you love her, and so we wrote it that way. But but the casual listener um, can actually listen to it. And it's it's about doing whatever they can to get back to the love of their life. So so that's yeah. how we kind of write it. And this way we can we can branch out to everybody and say, look, because we we write things a lot of times out of our experience, which means this. We also will write it for you in a way that we understand, you know, and and give you an opportunity to just enjoy the music. Yeah, yeah. Geez, that's that's something I haven't heard of, or that's something I haven't thought of before, is that you could actually miss the theater of war, you know, because over here we we have an army, but it's not a very big army. We're a neutral country. We wouldn't be have the same exposure to wars and battles and armies even that you guys over there would. So it's just going on the media, films, TV shows, but we're always kind of exposed to a reality that soldiers hate war. War is an awful, awful place. So to hear that you would actually miss being in the theater of war, it's a, it's a weird thought really, you know, from somewhere for someone over here. It's a it's a weird thought for us over here, you know. I mean, you don't you don't want to, you know. Mm. It's something that, unfortunately, uh, when you go over there, you, you kind of get used to the adrenaline. You kind of get used to that rush, and it's it's you know the the anger, the fear, all comes from the same you know cortex in the brain as love does, and mm. the same kind of chemicals are released. So you actually kind of kind of fall in love with it a little bit, and then when you're out of it, you kind of you miss it so much that it that, that hurts. It's on. It's like losing. Like I said, it's like a breakup. It's like a marriage. It's like losing your girlfriend. You know, the love of your life is out of it, and uh, and then you just kind of want to go back, uh, and you get that uh, the relief of the feeling again. You know, the, mm-hmm. there's lines in it where it's uh, you know I miss the feeling of the hot breath on your on my face, which is just the this just the hot wind of the desert. You know, and that's what I, you know, you kind of remember that. So. You know, unfortunately, you know, the United States is, is a warring country. Like 
kind of seems like we're in everybody's business and which, you know, I don't necessarily agree with, you know, <clears throat> so sometimes I, I wish we would be as neutral as, as uh, some other countries and as, as you guys are, because I mean, I think that, um, you know, we need to mind our own business, but that's, that's another subject to talk about. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we've, we've come out through the, the through the pandemic with the, uh, with the album epidemic to, um, to be able to show people that, um, we're a kick-ass rock band and we're coming out heavy and we're going to, we're going to do all we can to stomp a mud hole on the stage, open up the pit. And, you know, his old bones are going in that pit once. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And you guys have toured with some massive names in the, in the rock community. What can people expect when they come to see one of your shows? I'm I, We can expect that uh, you may not have heard the name made to us. But when you walk out of that, you will absolutely remember Made to Rise. We are going to come on stage and we're going to, um, you know, you we're going to be placed with some of the bigger names. And then you're going to you're going to say, you know, who are these dudes? And then by the time we you, we leave, you guys leave, uh, you will be saying, man, they should open up for you. <laughs> you know, and that's not me just being overly confident. It's me saying if if a band that we play with on any level does not bring it if they don't bring a show if they don't bring the energy um then we are going to upstage them and so we hope that we play on bills that that we can't we can't compete with them because then then we know that it's going to be one a hell of a show brilliant brilliant that's uh that's one of the best attitudes to have going into it i think and um i normally like to touch on some of my guests uh concert experiences in the past so i'd love to hear some of yours what can you remember the very first concert you played with the band the very first concert that i played with the band man where was it uh i do remember the very first yeah yeah we were playing um for a a gentleman who had lost his legs in the war so i jumped on to madison rising uh, we were playing for for a, uh, an event uh, to s- support him and all. And uh, man, I tell you what, it was uh, it was exciting. It was fun. Um, it was loud, and I could remember this much of it just because of the nerves. I mean, it was just like, <clears throat> here we go, let's do this. Yeah. And then as far as, as far as made to rise, man, our first show um, wasn't long ago, which was great. It wasn't long ago, and um, we got on a bill. We knew a promoter, and we said, hey, man, we're ready to to come out of this pandemic. Everything's kind of opening up a little bit, and, um, you know, let's get us a show, and uh, and and you're going to see what we got. So he had known me for a while. I've been in some other bands, and he had, you know, enjoyed the fact that, you know, what we brought. And then when we hit the stage, it was, uh, it was like – it was like the best sex that you haven't had in a while, you know, <laughs> and it was, it's just amazing. You know? and, and so we played here in Baltimore. We had friends out there. We had people that, you know, the new crowd that we'd never seen and haven't heard us. They were here for some other people. And then we just kind of owned. And, and I hate saying it because I'm, I'm confident in what we got, but, but I, I am, I'm very confident in how, how we are. We're really good. We're a really good fucking band. So we just kind of, took over the joint and it was uh, it was exciting it was a lot of fun 
and it just happens every time we go somewhere now. So yeah, that first that first one was at a little a little spot called Zen West where we got really uh, intimate and just blew it out. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if I went to see you guys, or if anyone went to see you guys supporting someone else, once you finish your set and the other band comes on, I feel like anyone would be like, no. Like, can we have the other guys again? Come on, stay longer. <laughs> Look, I, I I hope that's the reaction. Uh, you know, I feel like that's the reaction sometimes. But for us, man, I tell you, when we get on a show with dudes, um, we are just as much of a fan the rest of the night as we are a band that night. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to be out in the crowd, and if you bring it heavy, you know, I'm I'm out there, you know hurting my knees, trying to damn get in a mosh pit. I'm jumping up, you know, we're getting, I'm sweating. I'm working just as hard out in the, in the crowd as I was on stage. And, and that's how our guys are. We feel like if we don't support you, you will never support us. And being, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the music industry is, is people are get they get upset with other people. They don't want to see other people as successful as they are. And mm-hmm. for us, fortunately for all of us, man, we've, We've had our time in a very successful band. We've made, uh, you know, a, a, a pretty good living through it. We're all established dudes. We're, like I said, we're we are we're all gray in the beard too. So, I mean, we have we have what we want. So it isn't about the money for us. It isn't about the uh, it isn't about the fame per se. It's about being able to play and just have a great time with people. That's all it is. You know, I want to I want to I want my last breath to be like. You know, we kicked ass through this thing. And that's <laughs> yeah. it. You know, I, I want to be able to make memories. And and, and then I got, you know, my kids who are, who are uh, teenagers. I got one that's 20. And um, and I want them to be like, damn, my dad kicks ass on stage. <laughs> and you know what? I feel like we're on it. So, so yeah. 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 And what would you say has been your best concert experience overall? Best concert experience. I would say we played uh, we played up at the Mohegan Sun in uh, Connecticut, and we we had the opportunity to open up for Godsmack. Oh man! And for me, I years ago um, I did a lot of R and B stuff, yeah, and I that's where I kind of the realm of where I like to play it, and. Um, and then I started listening to like really getting into wanting to vocal, be a vocal dude for the for the rock side. Hmm. And I, I took some pieces of different uh, artists, you know, LeJean Witherspoon of Seven Dust. Um, of course, everybody's going to take a little bit piece of Chester and Chris Cornell. Hmm. So I was like, these guys, man, they're just powerful. They're, you know, Chester's a little skinny dude. <laughs> and it's like, how does he how is he so powerful in his chest? And that's how I felt about Sully Ernie. So Sully was like this monster God, you know, he's got this powerful voice. He can bring, he's intimidating. And so when we had the opportunity to play with him, uh, it was, uh, it was like a dream come true as a fan of music. Yeah. So, so being able to go up there and open up for those dudes. And then after the show, um, them come to us and say, man, you guys really kicked ass out there. Like we're really impressed by you guys. So that kind of, you know, that kind of felt really good. So that would probably be my best, uh, my my favorite concert uh, experience. So yeah. Far. Jeez, I don't know how 
how I take hearing that from someone you look up to so much and someone you've uh, idolized, I suppose, it must be pretty like a real pinch me moment. It, it definitely it was. It was it was pretty it was pretty awesome. We had uh, uh, Neil Schoen was backstage and and he was like, man, you guys really killed it. So you get some of these like affirmations from these huge names. And uh, and it's just it's like, wow. So maybe we are doing something all right, you know. Yeah. So, so that was pretty cool. And now, now I get to, I'm going to tell you, uh, you'll be the first one to hear it. Um, we are in the process years, years ago, man. Uh, there was a band out of uh, Vegas, LA area that came out that I just latched onto. I was like, man, I freaking love these dudes. <clears throat> um, and uh, they're called Gemini syndrome. So I'm sure you guys have heard of them. <clears throat> so I'm like, man, I love these dudes. Uh, Got drunk with them a couple of times, you know, all the stuff, hunt, did everything that everybody does. You hang out with them. Never had the opportunity to play with them. And uh, and right now we just got word over the weekend that uh, we'll be doing a few shows with those cats. So, like, oh, again, it's like it's like vocalists that I wish I could sound as good as. And Aaron is just this monster. And I was like, wow, oh, what? One of these days, I'm going to be on stage. We're going to be doing something. I can't wait till till that opportunity hits. And oh, uh, lo and behold, boom! This weekend, it hit, and now we're uh, we're in the works with making an agreement with those guys for May. We'll jump on for a little while with Jim and I. Do a few shows with those cats, and uh, it's just going to you know. It's next time I talk to you, that's going to be my favorite experience. I'm sure. <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that. I I'd say that's actually going to be like the perfect concert you know from your perspective from the fans perspective it's going that i'd say you couldn't top it yeah i tell you what we're gonna we're gonna that whole that lineup we're gonna it's gonna uh it's it's gonna bring some heart little heart palpitations uh it might melt your face a little bit you might lose a couple of teeth but uh it's all about the memories that's what it is put them in exactly. your pocket exactly exactly and not to get negative but We'll flip it around. What is the worst concert experience you've had? If there is one. Oh, there's, 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 there's some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the worst concert experience that we had. Um, and I, I won't say the, the name of the guy that was working with us at the time. But okay. he had set up a, a tour and, and we had the opportunity to, to play out with uh, well, we were going with Ted Nugent, right? Okay. So we were going to go do some things with Ted Nugent. We were do a short run with him. Our guy was handling all the stuff. We show up. Next thing you know is is they the tour manager for Ted is ripping us apart because apparently we got the wrong information. We weren't supposed to be at some at a certain time. We show up early, which was the time that we were given, and I mean they were like ready to kick us off the tour before we even got on the tour. Oh, oh man. And so when you're apologizing for something that you have nothing to do with, as far as like, I had no idea, you know, you got a band of guys that all, you know, we're excited. We've driven across the country to meet up where the tour starts. And then when you get there, you're just berated like, like children, you know, and then you, got, <laughs> you got, this is a rock idol, you know, these mm. guys, they, they're at the level where they're, they're, you know, they're untouchable and, and, you know, they're just, you know, icons. And then you have his tour manager just talking oh. down to you like you're like four years old. And I'm like, oh, I don't even know. Should I, how should I respond? Because anybody else, I feel like I'll 
I'd want to punch in your mouth, but <laughs> what's going on right now? So that was probably the worst concert experience, but by, uh, by a couple of days into it, um, the tour manager came over and, and kind of apologized in his way. Like he was a Europe, Eastern European block dude. I mean, he was had that great accent yeah. and uh, hardcore. So he apologized kind of, and he was like, you guys are really easy to work with. What we got off the bat from the person that was a contact, um, he hated him off the bat, right off the bat. And then he started telling us why. So we were like, <laughs> we're, just, we're the band, man. We don't handle <laughs> the administrative stuff. We're too busy. Yeah, 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 that's probably the worst. Jeez, that's that's definitely uh takes the takes the cake for one of the worst I've heard anyway. But it had a good outcome, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So, what would you say is the craziest experience overall from performing from making music since your career started? Man, um, what have I got to do, man? Oh, I. I got to perform at, uh, we played at Madison Square Garden and, um, and these, you know, these, we're basically, you know, we're not household names, you know, and then you go around, you see all these celebrities and they're like giving you daff, like you, like they know who you are, you know, cause you, you just played and they're at the place mm. and, and it's like, you know, first off, why are you here to see us? Secondly is, um, that's, uh, everything's free out here. This is great. So craziest <laughs> things you're you're down there hanging out with all these movie stars and and athletes and and they're acting like you know they want to be you and you're like, dude, I first off I've seen you in you know in a bunch of movies and you I've seen you naked and that's great. Also, <laughs> also can I get some ice cream right there? So so yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That's probably the craziest thing and the, probably the best thing is I've got on Project Twelve. Uh, you'll hear a little voice in it, right? Hmm. And that voice is my daughter. So oh. she actually sings the, the the intro part, and then she does some some like uh, a real kind of uh, vocaling and in, in the backside of it. That uh, that to me was just uh, amazing. So uh, that that's probably as in this rock world moment uh, of my chapter, I guess, of life. It's like that's probably like one of my proudest. So I can't wait for you guys to, to, to hear it when we take it on the road. I can't wait for you guys to play it. And when you listen to the zoom, you, this interview, you'll hear it. It's going to be pretty awesome. Brilliant. Brilliant. I've got uh, two daughters myself, so I totally understand that feeling. It must've been, I'd say it probably brought a tear to your eye almost. Oh my God. She's to tell you, she's on that one. And then she's on another one, uh, a, a nice little ballad called faith over fear. And uh, and that is also going to be on Anomaly. Faith over fear is, man. She, I grew up in in the south of the United States and in, in, in a state called Alabama. Uh -huh. And and down there, when you got something that's like that, that powerful voice, that's something that's incredible. We call it the come to Jesus moment. You know about. So when you're when you're listening to that song, man, it's going to take you to church. I mean, she brings it like that, and. Mm -hmm. And both of those, both of those songs, like you said, it did. Like I'm, I'm, I'm listening to it, and I, I, I have the ability because of what Tracy and the rest of the guys, Tracy and Adam and Ted, can do musically. Like I can listen to it as a fan. Like I, mm. I can't believe that it's, you know, it's, it's me singing, and that it's us. But we listen to it as a fan, and when I listen to the music, and and my daughter Venice is on it. I mean, it's just like. I'm in the truck, you know, I'm driving, I'm like 
crying having that come to Jesus moment. I'm like, man, I can't believe it. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm absolutely proud as hell of her, and uh, you know, I I hope that uh, she she just carries a torch when when Dad hangs up her, his mic. Hope she picks it up. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, would you be fully supportive of her going into the music industry? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, you know, you gotta as a female. I mean. The music industry, a music industry is dirty as, as a guy side, you know what I mean? Mm. But as a female, I couldn't imagine how it is. So <clears throat> as bad as it is, I mean, everybody, like anybody who wants to take a picture with you wants to get close. So I told her, I said, you know, it, it's something that you're going to have to, you have to understand that, that your boundaries are going to be pushed a little bit. Mm. And it's not because they're trying to do anything. It's because they're getting close to you. I was like, but then there's also the the slime bags out there that do so I said you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to learn a lot and so I, I hope that she decides to if she decides to when I'm still on the road and we can we can do it together and show her that um that uh you know kind of show her the ropes and see show her what to look for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'd support her absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure she'll uh, she'll be fine with a father like you looking looking after looking out for her. I hope so. And then, and we got some really good friends too. So the friends in the industry. So I, I would be very, very okay with her going out with, with other bands and, and enjoying mm. the shows and, and being able to be a part of them. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And before we move on to the last couple of questions, what are, I know we've heard some of your plans for the summer, but what are the long-term future plans and goals for the band? Well, we're going to be releasing uh, Anomaly. We're looking for a mid-May to late-May release for our, our full length. And then uh, after that, man, we're just going to keep creating. We'll just jump on some tours here and there. Um, and then you know, that's about it. You know, We just want to keep on rocking. We want to keep on getting in people's faces and, and see what happens. We, we ain't going nowhere, that's for sure. Brilliant. Brilliant. So the last couple of questions, everybody gets asked these, I'm afraid. So if there was an artist or performer from history that you could see in concert for one night only, who would it be? Prince. Really? Absolutely. I don't blame you. I like that there was no hesitation. You didn't even have to think about it. Oh, man, that's his. He was amazing. Um, I mean, just an incredible artist. Uh, And if. If I could see one of them, if I could see him do that, that's it. I would, I would sit and just watch him. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Something we don't actually hear about Prince too much is his sense of humor. I've been seeing a lot of uh, memes on Facebook lately of people asking what it was like at a Prince concert. And there was one I seen a couple of weeks ago. Apparently he walked out onto the stage, played two songs and said, right, thanks, concert is over. Walked off, everyone, everywhere went into darkness after about five minutes he walked back out and he goes april fools got you guys now come on (laughs) could you imagine imagine how pissed off you would be (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) you guys should do it some april fools for the crack just to see how it goes down (laughs) how was it how would it feel like when you lost all of your fans they were like yeah it was great Great joke, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might be right. Maybe Prince is the only one that can get away with that. Yeah. Oh, 
And if there was an artist or performer from history that you had to spend 24 hours locked in a room with, who would it be? Locked in a room with? Mm. An artist locked in the room with? Um, man, I never hesitation. An artist that I could be locked in the room with just chilling. You know what? I I would probably say I'm going to go with a younger dude from our, our more prominent guy right now, I guess, okay. uh, because I want to see what those cats do and how how do they how do they create at that level. Um, I would say uh, uh, Noah from uh, Bad Omens. Uh-huh. I like to see the dude just transformed himself. It, I mean, his music's transforming. It's, it's just growing exponentially with every album and mm. um i would love to see like where's his brain at because he the his, you know the bad omens lyrics are so deep and there's like all these references to good and evil in it and i want to see like where's he where does he come from you know where are you coming from yeah. with that yeah yeah i have to say i like the way your mind works every other answer i've got from every other guest has been you know paul mccartney elvis presley Jimi hendrix but you approach it from the younger guys coming up. You want to see what they're doing. That's uh, that's not something I've heard before. It's very interesting. Yeah, they you know to, to, just to see what those guys can bring and mm-hmm. how they're writing their music because even the lyrical content of years ago is changing and has changed over time to now and how they're how they're reaching the the ability to get so deep into some of these things and take you know the way that they present them. Uh, the words it's just mm. it's just to me it's, I, I love how they do it and i yeah. wish i could do it i'm trying to learn how to do it but it, it's just so it's so powerful to me yeah yeah and if there was a song that could appear on the soundtrack to your life what would it be i i think it would be it would be ah shit it would be uh i think it would be prince's sometimes it snows in april ah Right. Why? Why that one? Um, because I I I love meeting people, and the the more you know, the more interesting you are, um, the more I want to be around you. Like the more I want to hear your story, and I love hearing the stories of people. Like people come up to us, and and it's like they want to uh, they ask you questions, they ask me questions, and they want to know me. But it's like, <clears throat> you know, if you want to know me, listen to our music. And that's going to tell you who I am. But I want to know, I want to know your story. Like what brought you to our music? You know, that kind of stuff. So I think with that song, Sometimes It Snows in April, it talks about, he has a line in it where it's, um, you know, those kinds of cars don't pass you every day. Hmm. So it's kind of like a unique individual. And he's talking about, you know, uh, in a song, a guy named Tracy, you know, and that's his friend and, and he's a special kind of dude. And, and he does it, and that makes it like the uniqueness of it. So to me, I think that song would be it just because I like to hear people's stories, whether it's how they met their love of their life or or what brought you to the feeling and emotion that you are right now standing in front of us with a tear in your eye. Yeah, mm. that yeah. kind of stuff. I think, I think knowing stuff like that um, allows you to be a better human, a more compassionate human, and, uh, you know, for me, I've, I've tried to be, you know, better myself and, and I've tried to, you know, surround us and the band as well with, with better people than we are. Mm. And then hopefully some of that rubs up on us. 
it's uh that's something i actually really admire you know it's a uh, great values to have thank you and the final one is there something i should have asked you but i didn't Nah, man. I think if, I think if you have the questions, you you asked what you wanted. You know, you got what you wanted, and I hope that I gave you the answers uh, that you were looking for, or hoping at least uh, uh, something in depth to, to ponder later on, man. I appreciate you guys giving us the opportunity.
Do you love music? Music news and guest interviews with artists from all around the world across many different genres? My name's Nolan and I love music. In fact, I love music so much I created a podcast entirely dedicated to it called Every Podcast I Love is Dead. Every week is a brand new episode where I interview musicians, artists, podcasters, radio hosts, and so much more. New episodes are available every Thursday on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, and you can check us out on social media and at everypodcastiloveisdead.com. Hope you can join me. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I for one surely did. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Your five-star review will be read out on the show. And don't forget, you can now rate us on Spotify. You can find and follow us on all social media at Concerts That Made Us Podcast. And don't forget to check out the website at www.concertsthatmadeus.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by signing up at patreon.com forward slash concerts that made us. So until next time, keep rocking. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing there? The show is over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.